Hello, and welcome to The Other Six Podcast, where we talk about life, scripture, and what it looks like to follow Jesus, not just on Sundays, but on the other six days of the week. Hello, and welcome to The Other Six Podcast. On the podcast with me today is Patrick Andrews. Hello. And my name is Preston, and today our topic is how do you find peace the other six days of the week? We're going to have a good discussion on what the Bible says and some practical steps that we can take. But before we get into that, speaking of finding peace, Patrick, I want to know if you've had a horrible day, if you've had a no good, very bad, I can't remember what that book is. Do you remember that book? Uh, I do know the book. I don't know what that kid's name is. Alexander's No Good. Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Something like that. I feel like there's one more adjective in there. but All right. Well, if you've had a Patrick in the No Good, Horrible, Very Bad Day, (laughs) what is your recipe to fix it? Yeah, my recipe, most of the time when I have a bad day, it's attributed to work uh, most times. So uh, I try to be intentional with my drive home. From work, say there was just, you know, terrible, no good, very bad day at work. I don't like to bring that home um, to my wife and my daughter. So I try to keep that stuff at work. And so on my way home, I'll sometimes just sit in silence in my car. But most times I'll put on music of some kind. And it just depends on my mood. Sometimes it's heavy metal, crazy music that I can just, you know, release some anger to. Sometimes it's worship music, and I just that's just what I have to do. Um, what heavy metal band do you listen to, Patrick? Um, you know, Winds of Plague. <laughs> <laughs> I can't endorse that as a, as a Christian band at all. Um, I don't even know what they're saying because it's just all it's guttural just screams and everything. I don't know what they're saying, but it's just intense. Okay. And and I like all spectrums of music, so like I really sometimes that intense stuff is just really fun to listen to. Okay, um, but. Somewhere in, in that spectrum between Winds of Plague and um, F- Phil Wickham <laughs> is, is my spectrum of what I listen to on my way home. But um, then, like, once I get home, you know, spend some time with, you know, Leanne and Evelyn. And once Evelyn goes to bed, we kind of unwind in different ways. Usually we'll put something on TV to watch and just watch together. But then also, you know, scrolling on our phones, catching up on some on some social media or scrolling some funny TikToks or we'll put on a funny video to unwind. Leanne doesn't like like dramas and serious shows mm-hmm. because like she doesn't want that stress in her life. <laughs> so we like to put on like funny comedies and stuff like that. And that's, that's an easy way for us to unwind um, together. But for me personally, once the girls are in bed, like that's my time to like play a video game or two okay. and just, you know, <laughs> I escape into a different world sure. where, where those problems aren't a thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe I'm the interesting one, I guess. I don't, a lot of times if I have a bad day, I don't want to watch something funny Mm. because I don't want something to try and get me to laugh. Sure. Like, I don't want you to tell me that I'm supposed to be having a good day, you know? Okay, sure, yeah. (laughs) Like, Uh that's kind of how I feel. If I put something funny on, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like... I'm not in the mood for funny. Yeah, not always. Maybe sometimes, I don't know. Every day is different, I guess. Um, For me, what you said with driving home for work... Uh, from work is kind of a transition time for you. My recipe for fixing a bad day, um, similar to that, not driving, but I have to have something to transition from my bad day to my new good day, yeah. or my better day, mm-hmm. um, whatever that, that might be. I, I just have to have something 
that is intentionally there to transition me from a bad day to good day. So I won't immediately go to a movie or mm-hmm. to uh, video games or whatever. I, I want to put something in the middle. So for me, a lot of times it's a round of disc golf. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. might be the thing where as soon as I throw that first throw, I'm acknowledging. Everything that's happened before this first throw doesn't count. Actually, usually my first throw is bad, so everything that happens before my second throw <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't if you get count. warmed up, you got to get the yeah. arm warmed up. But then everything afterwards is me. It's a, it's part of that process mm-hmm. of leaving this day behind me and entering into the new one. Sometimes it's a you know a fifteen minute walk mm-hmm. um, or something along those lines. Um, so you could use cooking or right, yeah. mm-hmm. any kind of activity that specifically serves the purpose of transitioning from. No, not good to a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my good day after that is going to be something comfortable. Um, yeah. Probably it might be disc golf or it might be something outside, which outside brings me comfort and joy. But mm-hmm. it also might be snuggling up with my dogs and watching a movie that I'm familiar with. Um, yeah. Something I know what's coming uh-huh. um, that I can expect the ending. Um, right. And I don't have to like hone in and focus in on it, but I just watching for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point so yeah one thing one thing on along this lines is and is something that I learned at one of our men's classes here was like when you leave work and you're going home and you're going home to a family um you need to clock out of work and clock into family father time you know husband time wife time um and I kind of took that to heart and Leanne will be the first one to tell you that I don't do that very well every day mm-hmm. um but um, to have that intentionality of like, all right, I'm in my garage, take a breath. That's done. Transition has happened. New day starting now. Yeah. yeah. There, there have been times where I'll park my car and I'll, I'll listen to one or two extra songs. Mm-hmm. Um, like I need to let these, this music play out. I need to like, I'm not ready yet to go inside and it takes me a second to get there. Um, so yeah, transition time, the, just making sure that you are separating the two parts of your day right. for me is, yeah. is key. Every episode of the Other Six Podcast, we like to take a moment to highlight one of the missions that we support as a church at North Liberty Church of Christ. And today we're going to talk about CMO. CMO began in 1960 with the Philbeck family. Carmen Philbeck and her family moved to Northern Thailand where they learned the native languages so they could share the gospel. The Philbecks helped start Pioneer Bible Translators, they continue to evangelize to the people of Thailand through church planting and the Lana Theological Center and through medical missions. If you want to learn more about CMO or any of the other missions that we support as a church, you can go to northliberty.cc missions. So our, our topic today is how do you find peace the other six days of the week? And I think before we even really talk about how to find peace, we have to define And Mm -hmm. the first roadblock, uh, Patrick, as you and I were talking before we started recording, the first roadblock we come to is what does peace actually mean? Mm -hmm. Because the world has a definition of peace, and I think the Bible has a definition of peace, and those aren't always the same. Yeah, I think think they definitely are are not the same. Um, And as a Christian, it can be kind of hard to describe what peace is to us compared to what peace is offered in the world. The world offers peace in the form of like comfort. What brings you comfort in in that way of being comfortable, um, not having anything rocking the ship. Um, it kind of looks like laziness or, or being happy, um, or being satisfied. 
in those ways. Whereas yeah, it's like having no needs. No, right. No, yeah. If having all of your needs are met, met. Yeah. um, your, your comfort is met, your hunger is met, your thirst is, is met, your, you know, every, everything, your happiness, joy, excitement, everything is, is met and you can just exist without any kind of labor or toil. And like no conflicts. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on the inverse of that, I wouldn't say inverse, uh, I wouldn't say they're opposite. Just defined differently. Yeah, but the the biblical piece um, is is different, and it's more defined by. Uh, to start, it's hard to define. It in is. fact, the Bible mm-hmm. even says in Philippians four, it says this it surpasses all understanding. Right. right? Yeah. Biblical mm-hmm. piece. So, for us to try and explain it in thirty minute podcast is maybe a little bit foolish, but we're going to do our best. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but it, it's for me, peace through a biblical lens is having total trust and confidence in God's power, knowing that there's some things I can't control, but God can, and trusting that God will control and God will do his work in this world. And it's also, uh, and it also takes form in, in commit or contentment mm-hmm. of um, knowing I can't control all things, God can, but I can be content. And satisfied with what I've been given. Sure. Not satisfied that all of my needs are met, or satisfied that all of my wants are met. Right. But satisfied in knowing that I, I can, be content in what I've been given and in the circumstances I'm in, knowing that Jesus Christ is my source of peace. Yeah. And I'd say that's another big source of of contention between what worldly peace and godly peace are, because contentment, like the world doesn't want you to be content in anything they like there's always that shinier car the newer phone um the faster internet you know like that that can be contentment itself is actually a pretty big dividing point on what the two look at and that yeah now you're getting into the consumer right yeah because Mm -hmm. every company ever wants you to believe that you won't be happy until you own their product right and Mm -hmm. um yeah you will never have peace until you drive this vehicle right (laughs) you know whatever (laughs) it is yeah um and what's interesting is, as I'm, I'm as I'm looking at this list of worldly peace, if you go back to Genesis, we had that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. biblical peace and worldly peace. At one point, I think were in line with one another. Yeah, definitely. If you look at the creation that God had had made for in the Garden of Eden for Adam and Eve, um, there was no labor and toil. There was no pain. There was no affliction. It mm-hmm. was worldly peace, comfort, happiness, joy, all of those. Uh, need, they, there was no hunger. They had the entire garden to eat yeah. at will whenever they wanted. Um, and then as soon as sin entered the world, that's when there, that separation occurred. Yeah. And and God said, hey, this peace that you've had before, this comfort you've had before, it's not an option anymore. Right. You're going to have to toil for your work. Um, or you're going to have to work for for your food. And mm-hmm. You're going to have pain. Um, you're going to have sad, like he, he introduced us to yeah. the lack of peace. Right, yeah. And then you said something really and, interesting. And ever since then, the world's been chasing it, chasing it. But as Christians, we are promised to get that back. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better term. Like we know that that peace existed and it was at one and we know it's going to be like that again. Yeah. Um, and so we're a little bit in this in-between mm-hmm. of a peace sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. We're stuck in the middle. Yeah. Um, and so until that day comes where we get to experience this peace again, then we have to find, how do we find peace mm-hmm. the other six days of the week? And we say that because uh, the point of this podcast is, you know, Sunday is, is 
culturally, you know, God day. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there's six other days of the week that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so how do we do this? Really? We're, we're, how do you find peace seven days of the week? Right. Um, and I'd say a lot of people find peace and comfort in a church experience, going to church on a Sunday uh, or going on a Wednesday or going to community group. They can find that peace in those moments, mm-hmm. but how do you find it the other six days of the week? And that's what we want to look at. Yeah. And I think the best place to start is, of course, in our Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible actually has a lot to say on the topic of peace, and we're still going to try to keep this podcast under 30 minutes or <laughs> yes. around 30 minutes. Um, but I want to start, John sixteen thirteen. I think, is the starting place and the first place we need to look for this answer. Uh, John sixteen thirteen says, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. Okay, now all of our ears are like, ooh, yes, tell mm-hmm. me, yeah. how, are I, how am I going to have peace? And Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second. That's not what I was yeah. looking for when you talk about peace. Jesus, you answered the wrong question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the wrong question. He says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. This verse tells us a lot about peace. This verse tells us peace is not the godly biblical peace we're looking for. Is not the worldly peace mm-hmm. that we once had. It's not the worldly peace that we are um, are craving and, and, and chasing. It's it's Jesus. The, mm-hmm. the worldly peace we have is only found in Jesus who has overcome the world. I think for me, the, the supporting passage for this is in, um, is in Luke uh, 8. And in, in Luke 8, you see there's a storm raging. Mm-hmm. Jesus is asleep on the boat, and the disciples are freaking out. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out what's going on, and they're panicking, and they race down, and they, they grab Jesus, and like, Jesus, 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 there's a, there's a storm. We're going to drown is what they tell him. We're going to drown. And Jesus gets up and rebukes the wind and the waters, and the storm subsided. I'm reading from verse 24 now. And, he, and all was calm. And Jesus says, where's your faith? Where's your faith? And in fear and in amazement, they ask one another, who is this? <laughs> he commands the winds and the water, and they obey him. And uh, this is an example of Jesus saying, hey, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be storms. And, and your definition of peace needs to change. The storm doesn't change your definition of peace. The storm doesn't change if you're having peace or mm-hmm. experiencing peace. The storm doesn't change anything. What changes is me. Yeah, I'm the peace. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that gives you peace. Right. The storm can still exist. And true peace doesn't doesn't mean there's no storm. Peace means I'm here. Yeah. Peace means Jesus is present. I love the, the contradiction of how the disciples were acting when the storm is happening. And then you look at Jesus. Not only is he on the boat, but you didn't mention... He's asleep. Like, he is at total peace because that's what sleep is, right? So, like, we can see that when those storms are coming and we are in the middle of a storm, we have this ultimate foundation of Jesus who is peace, even in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. And when we do have him, that, like, it's hard to really worry about the storm in that sense. We mentioned rest. There's another verse we have on here that's about rest. Why don't you read that for us? Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, "Come to me, all who are worried. War. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." And that's my parenthesis. Oh, okay, I was like, wait, <laughs> this is more. This is emphasis added. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jesus says, Matthew twenty eight, "Come to me if you're weary and burdened." And if I think of the opposite of peace, two words that come to mind for me: weary and burdened. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, specifically, I think that or weary and burdened. Weary is tired. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. um, which because we're we're laboring and we're working and worn um, down and worn down, burdened, I think is we carry we carry things mm-hmm. with us. 
if you look at why we wrestle with finding peace in this world, what kind of stuff comes to your mind? Uh, finances. Okay. Um, like if you have kids, how they're going to um, approach situations in the world. You're worried about raising them. Uh, I think just, you know, putting food on the table, um, stuff like that, like tangible things Yeah. in that sense. I, I also feel like in addition to all of those things, it's hard to find peace because we are surrounded by everything but. Mm-hmm. We are completely bombarded by anything besides what is peaceful. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bad news, mm-hmm. the wars, the um, social media, the anger and hatred that uh, is coming out of people's mouths about, name it, politics. Um, Everything short of eye color. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really. Can be divided. And people just love to be angry, I think, and Mm -hmm. love to share their anger with others. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it helps us not feel angry if we spew our anger onto other people or our discontentment onto other people, but that's what happens. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, the... Any form of media knows that the best way to get you to stick around and read is to get you angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and to share bad news and big breaking news. Breaking news is never good news. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, hardly ever. I've, I've never I'm, seen, you know, breaking <laughs> news and then, like, followed by something really cool and amazing. Yeah, yeah you, you're right. I can't think of a single time that that was yeah. I'm case. sure it happens sometimes, but most of the time, it's bad news. Right. Most of the mm-hmm. time, breaking news means bad news. It's heartbreaking news yeah. is what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And... Um, we're surrounded by all of that. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, it's burden. Mm-hmm. We're carrying that with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, I can't credit who this was from because I cannot remember, but it was a podcast I was listening to and they said that, you know, mankind was, was not really created to carry the burdens of the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, and until smartphones and the internet and international news until all of that, we never had to. You right, know, we yeah. had newspapers, which we, we got you know, world news, but even before that, we didn't. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only carried the burdens of our house and maybe our city or mm-hmm. our neighbors, um, but certainly not the world. Yeah. And now all of a sudden in 2023, we're carrying the burdens of the world. Yeah, for and sure. we feel like we are part of the conflict in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Like like the, the treatment of the Palestinian people and how... There's like, and I'm not saying that's not important, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that's not wrong, but, but we feel that burden right, yeah. here, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and that is hard yeah. because I, we may not have been made for that, mm-hmm. and that's why I love this Matthew 28 verse, right? Because Jesus promises, if you're weary, if you're burdened, I'm going to give you rest, mm-hmm. and for me, rest I think sounds like the medicine for anxiety, the medicine for um, fear and and unpeace. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unrest mm-hmm. is yeah. the word that we often use. Well, the medicine for that is, is rest. rest. And Jesus promises that mm-hmm. through his scripture. Yeah. So when we when we break this down and look at these scriptures and 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 find that, what are what are some practical steps that we can move into? Um when you are living out your other six days, what are some practical steps that we can take? I think the very first thing, just going right off of what I was talking about a second ago, mm-hmm. is if you feel burdened by the news of the world, mm-hmm. turn off the news of the world. Yeah, um, and and that's not to say, like, be ignorant to what's going on, but 
social media and television broadcasts are designed to keep you engaged and watching it. So you could go to it to find out about what's going on and then find yourself worrying about what's going on and watching it for another two hours. And then you can't stop thinking about it after you are turning it off. Um, so like, it's not a, not a bad thing to know what's going on, but don't get sucked into it. Yeah. Is if you, if you're having a good day, and you pick up your phone and you start scrolling, and by the time you put down your phone, you're having a bad day. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. Right. Like yeah. you failed mm-hmm. at your responsibility to not be overburdened. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're allowing news to 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 consume you mm-hmm. yeah. in that way, then you need to put down your phone. You mm-hmm. need to put. You need to turn off the news. You need yeah. to log off of Facebook. Yeah. Um, you, you are allowed to consume media. You are right. allowed to consume t- content. But if you allow that to control you and to consume you, yeah. then it's time for you to take some, uh, put in some some barriers, yeah. some uh, safety precautions mm-hmm. to protect yourself from being overburdened by uh, the crazy chaos of the world around right. us. Yeah. It's another action step, Patrick. We We usually tend to fall into our core values for a lot of these, but I think it's because they are... <laughs> core values for a reason because they are beneficial to your spiritual life and to having rest and giving up these burdens. Um, so I would say give up these burdens in prayer. Mm. Um, I was listening to a a sermon on the way here and it was a bunch of different sermons actually all tied together about peace. And one of the guys was like, yeah, it's easy to say pray, but he gets a lot of questions. Like, I don't know how to pray. So he gives this uh, word of advice. When you wake up and you have four or five things that are on your mind that you're worried about, write them down. And then at the top, write prayer list. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how you pray. Give up those things that you're worried about and then just talk to God about them and, and offload that to him because he's a firm foundation that can handle it when we feel like we can't. Yeah. I, I was teaching our students a couple weeks ago and I was trying to explain what faith is and part of faith Part of that definition of faith is trust. Mm -hmm. Faith requires trust. Trust in who Jesus is, trust in who God is, and trust in his power and confidence in God's direction and that he knows what's going on and he's in control. Mm -hmm. Even when it feels like nobody's in control and nothing is in control, you have to trust that God is. And so faith means trust, and trust means knowing that God can do what we can't. Mm -hmm. And when we can't, we pray. Right, And so we hand those over to God and we say, God, I trust you. I trust you to, to take care of me, to take care of my family, to take mm-hmm. care of this conflict, to take care of whatever's happening in the world. What, whatever I'm praying for, I'm trusting that you're going to take care of that because I can't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge step of acknowledging there's some things I can't control and there's a lot of things that God can mm-hmm. and I have to hand that power over. The longer that I try to hold on to control and the longer that I try to hold on to power, the farther I am from peace Mm -hmm. because I'm taking too much burden on my own when God has already promised he'll take that from me. Mm -hmm. And I I can't play God. I don't need to play God. I need to let God be God. Mm -hmm. And I think think that's a, a huge step for finding peace. Yeah. One more that I put on here is there's a, the Bible, like I said, the Bible says a lot about peace mm-hmm. and comfort. And um, there are books of the Bible that were written specifically for finding peace and, and contentment and comfort. And um, it's one thing to read, you know, 
do a Google search. What does the Bible say about peace? Or, or to listen to a podcast, how do you find peace the other six days of the week? That's one thing. But, but God has given us his word on purpose to help us to find answers to these questions. And um, I would love to just direct you to a couple letters written from Christians in the first century specifically addressing peace. Um, the two first ones that come to mind, first is, is Philippians. The book of Philippians, you, I, I, I'm telling you, you can't open Philippians and read it from chapter 1 to the end and not walk away feeling encouraged and mm-hmm. joyful. Yeah. Like it, if you read Philippians and actually read and internalize and understand what Paul is saying, you cannot walk away destroyed. <laughs> like mm-hmm. right. it just is not possible. I think that's the power of Philippians. You know that verse in there that we go to all the time, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not a verse about running fast. Right. That's a verse about finding peace mm-hmm. in affliction, peace in chaos. It's about saying Paul's imprisoned. Right. <laughs> and he's like, hey, my life sucks. Um, I'm in prison. Everything is going wrong. I'm content because I can do all things through God who strengthens mm-hmm. me. If Paul can do that, we can do that too. Yeah. Philippians is a huge book for that. The other one, Second um, Corinthians. Yeah, and when and we were reading First or Second Corinthians right, kind of before coming in here, and I'm going to read it. Okay, um, I've got it pulled up because as we're reading it, we're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. So Second uh, Corinthians one, even just three through eleven. Yeah, but before you start, mm-hmm. I want you to count as he's reading this. I want you to count. It's hard. You're going to have to count multiple things. <laughs> How many times does he say the word comfort mm-hmm. and the words like some kind of like affliction or suffering, like a positive word and a negative word all in one paragraph? Right. Try to count. Yeah. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those who trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we were... Just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which there's <laughs> so many comforts. Sorry, <laughs> it throws me off. Which produces in you a patience, a patient endurance of the same suffering we suffer, and our hope. For you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so that you share in our comfort. That's just the first half. There's one more paragraph. So what we get out of this is comfort and peace mm-hmm. are not at odds with affliction and mm-hmm. suffering. They, they do not have to be separated. There's not a line between them. Mm-hmm. They can exist at the same time, yep. um, which is completely against what the world definition of peace is. Mm-hmm. Um, the the world definition of peace is comfort without affliction, without yeah. peace without conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, but Second Corinthians tells us, no, those are the same thing. Like, yeah. Not the same thing, but they but, exist at yeah. the same time. We mm-hmm. can have comfort in affliction. We yeah. can have peace in chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, we really need to, to, to focus in and zoom in on the heart of what Paul is saying here in Second Corinthians, which is the same thing we've been saying this whole podcast. It, it's from... Christ. Mm-hmm. It's from the Holy Spirit. It's from God that we find this peace and this comfort, and it's entrusting that He's in control and we're not. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a great spot to end. Like internalizing Scripture, Philippians. This this phrase in Second Corinthians is like a good starting spot because it's very pointed at 
comfort or not comfort, but peace and godly peace. Um, but then those other steps that we gave, like if you're finding yourself doing something and it's creating unrest and unpeace in your life, try and eliminate it fast from that. Um, and then, you know, find community, pray about it and, uh, just, you know, find that peace that only God can give and, and, and really just pray and lean into that. If you're looking for other, um, parts of the Bible to read specifically, again, I mentioned, start with Philippians, uh, second Corinthians would be a great second one from Mm -hmm. there. Uh, after that, Romans has a lot to say on this, but it's um, a little bit harder to um, just pull that mm-hmm. piece truth out of it. It's not quite as um, obvious yeah. as some of the other ones, but if you take the time to internalize Romans, you'll, you'll find that there. But also uh, the Gospels. Um, remember, Jesus came mm-hmm. for peace. Right, <laughs> like, yeah, right, like, yeah. You know, that's the whole purpose of Jesus coming to the earth was because the earth needed peace. Mm-hmm. And it's going right back to what we were saying before, peace comes through Jesus. But the Gospels is the story of how that played out, the story of how God gave peace to mm-hmm. earth through Jesus Christ. And so uh, when you read the Gospel through that specific lens, I think that you'll find peace in there as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope it's been encouraging for you, and I hope that you can find peace even in a world of chaos. Thank you, Patrick. My name is Preston. This has been The Other Six Podcast, and we'll see you again in a couple weeks.